Hey you, welcome back to another episode on the pursue your potential podcast, where we are going over a variety of topics that will help you pursue your potential in every area of your life. I'm your host Taylor. Today is episode number 70, and I'm going to be talking to you about my experience with the coronavirus. And I had to ask myself, what is my intention of sharing this? Because I do try to deliver a lot of helpful content on here for you to absorb and use as you will in your own life to connect with guests and share them with you here so that you can get to know them, their experience and what they have to offer. But I also really enjoy sharing who I am and things that I'm going through. And I've done a lot of that since I started this podcast, just so that I can share it so I can have a place to talk about it. And maybe you're going through the same thing and it's nice to hear someone else talk about it as well. So we wanted to share that with you in a quick episode today and just share my thoughts and my experience with that. And yeah, so this was back in 2020 when I got it. And I never actually took a test. There was no positive or negative tests. I haven't taken any of those. I got this at a time where I was isolated from everyone except for my husband and my son, and we weren't seeing anyone at that time. So to me, there was really no point. I was the only one that had any symptoms. My husband and my son totally fine, no issues. And what happened was I was just in the kitchen one day and I started noticing my one, one of my nostrils was running, just dripping. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, why is my nose just like leaking out of one side? And it was weird. All of a sudden I just lost my sense of smell. I couldn't smell anything. And I had to just make sure, cause I was thinking this must be the virus. I can only think of one reason why I wouldn't be able to smell anything based on what I've heard. And so I ran around trying to smell all these things, making sure that it was just completely gone and it wasn't certain smells. So I smelled different foods. I smelled cleaner. I smelled perfume. I even smelled alcohol. And all of that was weird because I couldn't smell anything. There was nothing completely muted, but I could sense and sort of feel the fumes from the alcohol going up my nose. There was no smell though. It was interesting because you go smell some alcohol and you're like, whoa, it just sends you back a little bit because it's alcohol. And it, at first I was just kind of just figuring out what can't I smell? And it turned out to be everything. There was no smell for anything. And then after that, I lost my sense of taste. I couldn't taste anything. I could feel the sensation of the liquid or whatever I was eating or drinking, but there was zero taste to it completely gone, completely muted. So I would drink apple juice and it would taste, still seem like water. There was no flavor, nothing. And water was even different, even though water doesn't necessarily have a taste to it. It, it wasn't the same. So that went on. I, as far as I know, I didn't have any other symptoms. It's hard to say because I do know that I had been working out and I was a little fatigued from working out. I don't know if that was related at all. And I feel like I remember possibly having a little bit of pressure in my head, not like a headache, but a pressure headache. If, if you've had one of those, you know what I mean? And that only lasted for maybe that day, a day. And so 
I went through that for a week and my taste slowly came back, but it was not good. Like I could taste things, but it was bland, like almost like it had very little flavor. And then that slowly came back and then my smell came back and everything was fine after a week. And then two weeks later, I started getting really, really, really bad hip pain and leg pain. And I've had hip pain before from overusing and not really taking care of them when I was doing CrossFit. And it was something that I was somewhat familiar with, but this was different. It was deep in my bones or wherever it was. It just was so painful and nothing took the edge off. I tried to deal with it for a couple of days. I could not sleep. It was the worst when I was laying down and not moving. So walking around sort of relieved it, but at night it was the worst because I was trying to sleep. It didn't matter how I laid every position was painful. I tried taking Tylenol. It didn't take the edge off. I even took some ibuprofen just thinking maybe that would help, even though I'm not very big on ibuprofen use and nothing relieved it at all. So I was dealing with that for about five days. I thought maybe I had rhabdo and I was thinking, you know, I haven't been training hard enough to get rhabdomyolysis. Like that's a, that's a condition that you can get from overworking your muscles and stuff starts to break down and it's very dangerous and can kill you. And I was thinking, I don't know what else it could be. I, I haven't injured myself. I, this is just sporadic. I haven't been overtraining or whatever. I haven't been training a ton, lifting very heavy. Why am I in so much pain? So I decided to schedule an appointment with an orthopedic specialist, went, got some x-rays, told him what was going on. The x-rays looked amazing, which is great to see and know because I thought maybe I was starting to get some arthritis in my hips. And he said that I had no signs of arthritis, which is really cool at my age, because even in your early twenties, you can start showing signs of that. And I don't have any, which was really cool. I'm super excited to see that. And it's relieving not saying that that can't come on at any time throughout the use, but that's good to know. And so everything appeared healthy the day after I saw him. Well, so he gave me a medication, a steroid medication. I didn't take any of it. I didn't want to take any of it unless it continued. But the day after I saw him, it just completely vanished. So five days into it, the sixth day, it was just gone. I felt great. Like it never happened. And that was really weird to me. But then I saw on Facebook, someone mentioned, I saw a post of a woman saying that she was dealing with this and she explained it and almost like her legs were restless at night and she couldn't sit still and it was very painful. And then I saw on her post, a lot of comments from people saying that they were dealing with the same thing. They heard that it was a symptom of the virus that some people get. And so of course I hop on Google and I start looking for information and there it was, it said that this was a symptom. And so I felt a little bit better about it, knowing that this could just be a symptom and wasn't something that I Per, like personally was wrong with me, something that I did an injury or something that was starting to happen with my body. And so that was relieving just to know that that was a symptom. I don't know what causes that. I don't know enough about it. I didn't necessarily care. I was just happy that it was over. So a few months go by after that, 
I, I don't remember if anything else came up during that time. It's hard to say with fatigue and muscle soreness and angst, <laughs> because when you are a gym rat and you love to work out and do these things and go for runs, you often experience that anyway. So it's hard to know if it is a result of your training or if it's a result of a virus or something else. So it's hard to say if any muscle soreness, fatigue or anything like that was a symptom because I deal with that occasionally anyway, just from training. So a few months go by and, uh, I don't remember exactly how many months, but in January, late January, I was cooking some oatmeal as I do in the morning. And I just smelled the most rotten, gross smell. I didn't know that it was the oatmeal. I just thought that something was in my garbage can that needed to go out or I, my disposal needed to be cleaned, or maybe there was something in my microwave that needed to get cleaned out. That was rotting. I don't know. I just, it smelled terrible, like what rotten garbage. So I took out the garbage. I cleaned the disposal. I cleaned the microwave. I went through my fridge to see if there was anything in there that had rotted and needed to be thrown out. And there wasn't anything. There was nothing that would have made that smell, but it was hard to tell because I kept smelling that smell. So it was hard to know where that was coming from, but I ate the oatmeal, even the, the taste of the oatmeal had a different taste to it. It, it was similar to the smell, but not, it was manage, manageable to eat. And so I was, I didn't really think too much of it, but then it kept happening. Every time I would cook something or anytime I'd smell food, I just smelled rotten garbage. That's the only way that I can explain it. And so I started thinking this must be another symptom of something that is a long-term effect of getting the virus. So of course I hop on Google again and I try looking and seeing my smell has changed and everything smells disgusting. And I found tons of information on it. I found a Facebook group that is dedicated to this issue. And there are tons of people in this Facebook group that are dealing with the same symptoms and say that they've been dealing with them for a year. So my thoughts were great. Okay. So this is going to be something that doesn't go away. Everything's going to smell disgusting to me for now on. And it's not any particular thing. Like I said, it started with the oatmeal egg smell, gross beef smells really bad. Chicken smells really bad, but not as bad. So it's all the same smell, but it is, it's on different levels, if that makes sense. So beef to me has smelled really bad. Some vegetables smell really bad and chicken smells bad. Egg smells bad. Pizza smells bad. They all have the same smell and it's just something smell worse than others. There's some things that smell normal, like my fruit when I'm eating it smells normal. Cheese has a little bit of that smell, but it is not as bad. And I, I can't tell, but it almost seems like it is getting a little bit better or maybe I'm just getting used to it. It's hard to really know at this point, 
but I am pulling up this Facebook group. It's called COVID-19 smell and taste loss. So there are people in here that have lost their taste and their smell completely, or they're dealing with what I am where they have their taste and their smell, but things smell disgusting. Oh yeah. And coffee, coffee smells so bad right now, which is crazy. Cause I'm not, it's not something that I need every day, but it's something that I really enjoy. I have always enjoyed the smell and taste of coffee. And it's just an experience that I no longer get to have because it smells disgusting. I got a latte a couple weeks ago and that was really good. I wonder if the milk or something kind of hid the smell. I don't know, but that wasn't too bad. And, um, oh gosh. Um, so I'm looking at all these posts and there's people. So like one lady saying today, I'm in my feelings. Nobody understands around me. I just want to wake up and have 100% smell back. I don't feel right in my own house. Everyone else in my family have fully recovered. I'm trying to change my mindset. How are you guys dealing with this? And tons of people are responding and dealing with the same things. And that's, you know, it's hard because part of me, like I said, I, I, I'm glad that my smell, my taste came back. It sucks that things smell terrible, but it's nice to have those senses back. And it's really crazy to think that neurologically there's something going on. I don't know if the virus attacks your brain and this is just a, like symptom. If it's damage, I don't know. I sure hope not, but it's a neurological thing because your senses that's neurological. So for those to be taken from you or disrupted, changed, altered, that's gotta be something that's happening in your brain. It's neurological. And from what I've heard, this virus attacks all systems, your heart, your lungs, your nervous system. And so that's really, that's really hard to hear because it makes you think of like, what else is going on under there? And is, is the way that it's affecting you? Is it based on how healthy or not healthy you are? Can you be really healthy and deal with all the same things? I, I understand that my symptoms are not as severe as what many are going through, have dealt with and the other issues that have come up with that. But for me, this is, this is still pretty serious. <laughs> and I, I don't know what happened with when, when I had that leg pain, I don't know what caused that, what causes that muscle aches and the, the, just the pain that can't be relieved. I don't know enough about it. And I'm really not spending that much time trying to learn. I'm just like, okay, this is my life right now. And I am just trying to go on about my business. <laughs> and I actually wrote a post about this and it's interesting because I posted it on Instagram and it got the least amount of likes in any of my posts that I've posted. And I thought for sure that would be one that people would want to know more about, or they would like it and resonate or something on Facebook, it got a little bit more, uh, a little bit more <laughs> engagement on there, but I ended up removing it from Instagram. Cause I'm like, Hey, no one cares. I thought it would be helpful to share, <laughs> but obviously I'm trying to share content that helps people. But the whole idea behind it was you either need to adapt and figure things out, figure out a way around it, or you're never going to change. And that is another thing that I've seen in this group a lot is people saying they have, they, 
no appetite because of how things smell and taste. So they're not eating. They feel like they've lost a ton of weight because they have no desire to eat the things that they're, they need to eat. And that's one thing that I said in that thing was, yes, this food smells like rotten garbage to me, but I still need to eat because that doesn't change that my body needs those nutrients. Nothing's wrong with the food. Something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with my senses. So that food still needs to be consumed. And as a nutrition coach, as someone who studies this and someone who understands the important of importance of these things, it would be really silly for me to just completely disregard everything that I know because of the way it tastes and smells. That would be, that would be interesting. So it's really important that if you do happen to go through this, if you lose your smell and your taste, or it changes I highly recommend you still get your nutrition in. You still take care of your body, get those nutrients in because your body doesn't care what it smells like to you. It needs those nutrients. And it's ironic because there's certain processed packaged foods that they smell just fine. There's no issue there. So I could just live off of those foods, but I'm not going to, I, I say that but I did have some Doritos and those do have a really weird smell. And it's just, it's just weird. It's not everything. It's not any specific thing, but it's something that keeps coming up. And again, it's the same smell. It's not a bunch of different rotten smells. It's one gross smell. And it kind of has changed a little bit here and there. At first it smelled like rotten garbage, but also like a copper metallic type smell, which that's, it's interesting to see that other people have explained it that way as well. So I know that we're going through the same or some similar things. So I, uh, just kind of looking at some other posts on here. And, um, one lady wrote that she's crying because her smell finally came back. She was able to smell the smell of wet grass and how her daughter's hair smelled. And it was beautiful. She said that she can't really smell bad smells, which is something that I've heard as well. I can smell bad smells, but things just smell different. So it's just kind of interesting to go through this and look at it. And like, here's somebody that said it's their one year anniversary of contracting it and losing their sense of smell. So that blows my mind that there are people that have gone a whole year without their smell, smell and their taste. And just makes you wonder when it's going to come back. And if it's lifelong, gosh, that would, that would suck so bad, but at least we're alive. Right. And we can adapt and make changes as necessary. And yeah. So no, those are my experiences with this. I have, I've, I've never been someone that has truly downplayed the coronavirus and talked about it. Like it's just another cold and just another flu. And I, it's actually really bothered me when people say that, because to some people, it's not just a cold or a flu it's life-threatening and it's a real thing. No, I don't agree with a lot of the mandates. No, I don't agree with I'm not even get into that. <laughs> I don't agree with a lot of the things that have happened and are happening and the things that we've had to put up with because of it. And I'm saying this as someone who contracted it and is going through this, that I still don't necessarily want to be wearing a mask 
going places and I don't want my son wearing a mask all day at school every day either. So that's where I'm at with that. I, I think that people need to be a little bit more cautious about how they're talking about it because there are people that go through it and some people have a a lot worse than I do, but this is still pretty shitty. The, what I've gone through in my own way has been very difficult, but the cool thing that I'm learning, and maybe this could be a really cool takeaway from this story and me sharing this is one thing that I am learning is I can go through something and not identify with it. I can go through a hard time. I can go through something painful. I can experience these things, but it is not me. I don't have to sit in it. I can sit next to it. I can observe it and understand that, yes, I'm going through this really hard thing, but I still get to choose how I show up and how happy I am. And that's what I'm really working hard to do. There's all these things that are happening. And yes, I have my own fair share of trials and pain and all of those things, but I don't spend a lot of time identifying it, identifying with it. Something sad might happen. It's going to hurt me for a day or two. And I feel those emotions and let myself process those. But then I understand that I need to move away from it. It's still there, but it is not me. So I'm not identifying with the situation. Yes, I'm going through this and I could complain and mope and naughty and do all those things, but I am not allowing that to stop me from pursuing my potential. And I highly recommend that no matter what you're going through, you don't identify with it too much. Learn to observe the pain, learn to observe the trial and don't make it you. It is not you. You are going through something, but you are not this thing. And I think I've mentioned that on an episode here in this podcast, can't remember what it was, which number, which episode, but you, you get to decide how much you identify with something and understanding that if we can observe that thing and not make it about us, like you can have a depressing feeling. You can be going through something that's very depressing, but you are not depression. You are experiencing it. You, gosh, I need to be careful saying this. I am not a therapist. I'm not someone who can make those claims and stuff. This is my personal thought that I'm sharing with you right now. You can have anxiety. You can experience, you can experience anxiety. You can experience depression, but you are not those things. They are things that you are feeling and needing to work through. And we all feel the range of emotions. I shouldn't say all, I really need to be careful with that, huh? But I'm just saying, I personally have dealt with a lot of really hard things. And I still am going through some things like everything smelling like rotten garbage, but I'm looking on the bright side of things and really truly showing up and letting it be just what it is and adapting and making changes in my own life to not let that take over and hold me back from pursuing my potential. So I just wanted to share that with you today. If you were going through anything similar, or if you contracted this and you've had your own various symptoms, then I hope that you are doing okay and that you can see a difference here soon if you're still dealing with it. And just understand 
hopefully you can adapt and just still show up and live a good life, even with all these crazy things going on. If you like this podcast, if you like what I am delivering here for you in these episodes, it would mean the world to me if you could go leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts. I don't know what all platforms allow for reviews, but I do appreciate it. If you have Apple podcasts, if you would go do it on there for me, be super cool. And if you want to share any of these episodes that speak to you with someone that you care about, I would really appreciate that as well so that I can get into more ears, help more people and serve the way that I am trying to serve here. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you again soon.